Well, it's uh, really good to be with you again uh, from Northfield Methodist Church. Uh, we're starting uh, at Northfield Methodist Church a four-part series uh, uh, on based on the uh, book of Jonah. Uh, I hope that you will be able to journey with us as we journey through the book uh, over the next month. I want to uh, begin the series today by just reading to you the first uh, three verses uh, of the book of Jonah. Listen carefully uh, to how the story begins. The, wor the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up against me. But... Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and he sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And so we, we, we thank God uh, for for those words, those few verses, and we pray that uh, through those verses, uh, God may uh, speak a very, very personal word uh, to each one of us uh, today. I wonder if you would agree with me if I were to suggest that um, there come moments for all of us, for all of us, in our relationship with God, in our discipleship to Jesus Christ, in our walk of faith, there come moments uh, for all of us when we, when we just want to run away from God. Moments when we uh, find ourselves uh, resisting uh, God's calling in our lives very deeply. I think it can happen in, in many, many different ways. Uh, we can resist God's calling uh, in our lives when we, when we simply refuse to do what we know uh, God wants us to do. Uh, there are times when God puts things on our heart uh, and we just, we just don't want to do them. Uh, we resist God when we, when we refuse uh, to become the kind of person uh, that God longs for us to be. God longs for each one of us to grow each day into a, a greater Christ-likeness, but, but we head in the opposite direction. Uh, we resist God's calling by, by, by just sometimes refusing to kind of live consciously in God's, in God's presence each day. We kind of banish God from our minds. We, we stop praying. We don't want to engage God in Scripture anymore. I wonder what, I wonder what uh, resistance uh, looks like at the moment in your life. I never forget Debbie. Debbie's the woman I married to. She, she went on an eight-day silent retreat once some years ago. And when she came back, I, I asked, I said to her, Debbie, how, how did the retreat go? And she said, that was fine. She said, I just ran towards the Lord, arms wide open, saying, stay away from me. I think sometimes we all experience, don't we, that ambivalence uh, in our relationship with God. 
that on the one hand we, we find ourselves uh, attracted to God, attracted to Christ, attracted to the gospel, and yet on the, other, on the other hand at times we find ourselves resisting God, resisting the way of Christ, resisting the good news. So can I ask you again, what does resistance uh, look like in your life? How do you sometimes tend to run away from God? Now it's against this backdrop today that I want to, uh, I want to extend a very, very simple invitation to, to you and to myself. And it's an invitation for us to stop running away from God. It's an invitation to let God uh, move us beyond our resistance into a more wholehearted following of Jesus Christ. A more wholehearted embracing of God's call uh, in our life. And I want to extend this invitation in a very, very simple way. I, I want us just to look at those opening verses in the book of Jonah. If we could just keep one foot there and the other foot in our own lives and then let's just keep our hearts open and our minds open to however God may come to us uh, through the story of Jonah. So let's begin. Notice that the story of Jonah begins with God's personal calling in his life. In the very, very first verse of, 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 of Jonah, we read about how the word of the Lord came to Jonah, calling him to go to Nineveh and to share God's message with the Ninevites. And right there, I want us to push the pause button. God, God has a personal calling, a personal calling uh, uh, for, for, for each one of us. For each one of us, that God has, has, has purposes uh, for your life and for my life uh, in this world. If you were to say to me, Trevor, what is your favorite phrase in the Bible? Well, I've got lots of them, but, but one, of my, one of my most favorites is that very beautiful phrase, called by name, called by name. And it's a phrase that reminds us, that reminds us that each one of us, each one of us is called by God by name. That God calls each one of us, you and me by name, right now into a friendship with Jesus Christ. That God calls each one of us right now to become, the, to become the unique person that God wants us to become while we live on this earth. That God calls each one of us right now by name to begin to do something beautiful for God in this world. That God calls each one of us by name to, to develop and to grow and to express our unique giftedness in order to to bring glory to God and to increase the common good. 
that God calls each one of us by name to live each day of our lives consciously in the divine presence. God has a personal calling for each one of us. You know, sometimes we think that there's, there's kind of an elite group in God's family whom God calls and the rest of us are just ordinary people. But that's not, that's not what we uh, discover in Scripture. What we do discover in Scripture is the wonder of this great God who has a personal calling for each of our lives, that each one of us is called by name. And you might just want to, under your breath right now, you may just want to say to yourself, I am called by name. Would you mind doing that even as you listen to me? Just to say to yourself today, I am called by name. But let's go back to the story. Notice, notice that when, when God's calling comes to Jonah, Jonah begins to run away from. Twice, twice in those opening three verses, we read about Jonah's attempts to flee the presence of the Lord. God wants Jonah to go to Nineveh. Uh, but when Jonah thinks of going to Nineveh, it's not very appealing. He prefers uh, to go to Tarshish. And we know from one verse in the book of Kings that Tarshish was a very exotic city. One commentator says it was filled with all kinds of distractions that would distract anyone uh, seeking to be faithful to God's calling. And right there again, I want us to push the pause button. I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is that distracts you and me from living consciously in God's presence. I wonder what it is that distracts you and me from really embracing God's calling in our life. I was sitting just the other day uh, with a, a very dear friend of mine. Uh, he's just turned 40. He's just got his PhD from uh, Stellenbosch University. His own career is uh, flourishing. And uh, I asked him, I said, you know, when you think of your own age group, your own generation, what do you think uh, is the number one thing that keeps people from being wholehearted in their discipleship to Christ today. And without hesitation, he said to me, distraction, distraction. Distraction is the curse of our age. We get distracted by so many things. We get distracted by our own feelings of anger and negativity and resentment. We get distracted by our own thinking sometimes. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we think about the same things all the time. We, we, we get distracted by those, those iPhones that uh, we are bound to. It's so easy today to get distracted. We, we live in a world of distraction. And I wonder what it is that is distracting you. I wonder what it is that's really distracting me from a kind of wholehearted embrace of, of God's calling in our lives. 
Because I think the, w- the way that we today often seek uh, to flee God, to run away from God, is we run into the world of distraction. We also head for Tarshish. But can I say one more thing? As we read uh, not only the opening verses of the book of Jonah, but as we read the whole book, there seem to be two movements. On the one hand, Jonah trying to run away from God, but on the other hand, there's another movement in the story, and that is that God never lets go of Jonah. Never. When, when Jonah heads for Tarshish, uh, God sends a storm. Um, when Jonah, uh, do you remember, jumps overboard from the ship, uh, God sends a, a big fish. Uh, God is, just refuses to let go of Jonah. And there's a relentlessness in God uh, to hold on to Jonah. And to fulfill, and to fulfill uh, God's purposes uh, in and through uh, Jonah's life. And just when I think about that, it just for me reminds me again of the, of the real heart of our faith. This God who just never lets go of us, who comes to us in Jesus Christ, who lives in our midst, who gives his life for us, who, who rises from the dead, lives beyond the grave, comes looking for us. Can I remind you and remind myself today that as we run away from God, that there is a great love that just won't let go of us. A great love that keeps calling us by name. A great love that gives to each one of our lives a personal calling to fulfill in this life. And it's as we discover that personal calling, as we embrace it, and as we live into it, that we find, we find the deepest fulfillment we will ever find uh, for our lives. Now you may say to me, and uh, uh, as I come to an end, you may say to me, Trevor, you know, practically, how, how, can I, how can I stop running away from God? What's involved in that? How can I overcome my resistance? I just would want to say two things that you might find helpful that may help you to just begin to live into God's calling in the nitty-gritty of of your everyday life. On the one hand, can I suggest that as you go into each day, you take a little phrase with you, and whenever you find yourself distracted, you let this little phrase draw you into a deeper consciousness of God's presence with you. The phrase could be very simple. It could simply be, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And then as you go through the day, as you, as you do what you've got to do, you just keep that phrase very close to you. And when you find yourself being distracted, as it were, um, that phrase, Lord Jesus, can just draw you back into a deeper consciousness of God's Uh, reality and of God's presence uh, with you and that's the one little practical tip 
And the other thing I would suggest, which I find very helpful, is whatever you do each day, whatever you do, however menial, however mundane, do it for the glory of God. Do it to give God a good reputation. Do it to increase the common good. Whatever you do, just do it for God. There was that great saint, Brother Lawrence, he wrote that beautiful little book, Practice in the Presence of God. And Brother Lawrence's life was made up of just sweeping the floors of a kitchen in a monastery. But he did that for God. And his life became a light uh, for generations afterwards. I think I've said enough. I wonder what resistance looks like at the moment in your life. I wonder what's distracting you from embracing God's calling in your own life at the moment. And my deep hope and prayer is that somehow you will have a sense today that God is calling you by name. That there's a great love that's not going to let you go. And I'm hoping that today you will stop running away. God bless you.